It's time to take a deep breath. Whether you're driving or sitting back relaxing, please welcome Lexi and Michelle. Welcome to Deep Breath Podcast. My name is Lexi, and I'm here with my friend Michelle. Hi, friends. Well, friends, let's begin with a breath prayer. Breathing in the breath of God, breathe out your cares and concerns. Breathe in the love of God, breathe out your doubts and despairs. Breathe in the life of God, breathe out your fears and frustrations. We sit quietly before the one who gives life and love to all creation. We sit in awe of the one who formed us in our mother's womb. We sit at peace, surrounded by the one who who fills every fiber of our being. Thanks for joining us today, friends. That prayer is directly from the book that we've been going through called The Gift of Wonder by Christine Sign. Thank you, Christine, for all these beautiful poems that you have created, these prayers that we can utilize and use and enter into. Um, As we begin today, that is straight from the chapters we're talking about today, chapters 9 and 10. Yeah. Yeah. Headed into the last few chapters of the book still really enjoying everything that I'm learning and discovering through Christine's stories and her encouragement to do Mm -hmm. practices on my own and in community and with my kids how about you Michelle yeah for sure these two chapters I would have to say so far probably two of my favorites um I love that phrase that she's got in the chapter that's entitled rest in the moment she talks about breathing room for the soul I love that phrase. Um, I guess it comes from Psalm 62, 1 to 2, the message version. But she says, breathing room for the soul, that wonderful place of intimacy where we delight in God and God delights in us, which is the overall theme of the book. The whole book. Yeah. The whole book. Mm-hmm. But that that really describes it well. So, Resting in God. Yeah. yeah. So this chapter, resting in God, that's something I got to really experience the last five weeks. My family and I took a long extended vacation so extended Michelle called it a sabbatical and I said yes I think I'm on a sabbatical I'm still mothering and still doing life but in my mothering I really rested in the moment over and over again I just got to be present to my kids to myself to my husband to the friends we visited Mm. um, present to just sit and be outside in the warm Colorado air, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, present to the activities that we chose to do. And, um, my soul was so at peace. I I absolutely felt well rested while I was there. Mm. Yeah. Coming back home. What's that be? (laughs) Well, it's been a while. It's bittersweet. It's definitely, um, a a transition to Mm -hmm. pick back up. But what I hope is, um, to continually be mindful to incorporate the presence. I've wanted that and I've been trying to practice that, but I really got this special time. We don't always get that. Like like that, that's not what we can always do as a family to get away that long. Mm -hmm. So a a long extended time to literally practice being present and resting in the moment. Yeah. Be removed from your normal Mm -hmm. habitat. Exactly. Routine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So this chapter also, I'll just keep reading the quotes. Uh, Great. Has another great quote Mm -hmm. (laughs) that actually, Lexi and I really resonate with being we are movers, 
It says stillness does not always mean motionless. And I think that is a misconception a lot of people have is like, okay, spiritual practices are not for me. Mm -hmm. Sitting in silence is not for me. I'm a mover. I'm a talker. I can't do it. I I mean, I think I resisted that in the beginning Mm -hmm. as well. I had such a misunderstanding that these practices are for monks Mm -hmm. and nuns, right? Mm -hmm. These are not for the common person. But then I started experience like a silent retreat. And I was like, you know, I can not only can I do it, But my soul and my body, in fact, my body and my mind need it. But I realized that a lot of what I would do in my silent retreat when I first started, not my own silent retreat, but the one I would attend, is I would walk a labyrinth or I would walk um, just in nature. And I still had that sense of stillness, but it was, I could move. And I was like, that was very refreshing for me to learn that. It doesn't have to look like sitting, kneeling, praying. Yeah. In a certain position. It's a, it's absolutely a mindset. Yeah. It's a mindset. As, are, are you internally still? Are you eternally, internally, <laughs> internally aware and um, being present to God's presence? We, I think we've talked about that quite a bit yeah. where we can be yeah. in the moment and just connect to our breath. Yeah. Um, interesting. I wonder if this connects. I was thinking about my years of teaching childbirth education. Mm. And, um, I would teach and even we would practice that through childbirth, that holding still doesn't mean that they're relaxed. Oh, you could be holding still, but still be tense. Uh-huh. And you're it right. kind of, to me, co- correlates that yeah. yes, even if you're sitting quietly on a meditative cushion, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're still within. So yeah. they go hand in hand, the mind, the soul, the mm. body. So you could be moving your body the mind and your heart and your emotions are actually still in a place of stillness. Yeah. And you can be still and in a place of great anxiety and not mm-hmm. mentally yeah. or in your soul still. Yeah. Oh, that so, does correlate. So just mm-hmm. helping to just not be so black and white. Like right. Stillness means that you're holding right. still. You're frozen. <laughs> yeah. She says it's more of an inner than an outer discipline. An exercise in learning to pay attention. And I think this chapter, Resting in the Moment, was really about paying attention and being in the present, and what is mindfulness? Mm-hmm. What really is mindfulness? We haven't yeah. talked a lot. Of, well, I don't know. We weave it in. We it's thought one. about doing a whole episode right. on mindfulness. It's definitely woven in. I feel like it's woven through her entire book, right. what mindfulness is, to be here and now. And if, if that still isn't clear enough, the you know to be more specific is, you're not in the past thinking about how things went or how things will go. So you're not in the past. You're not in the future. You're just here in this sacred moment that will Mm -hmm. never happen again. Right. I'm able to do that really well in yoga. And especially when I'm teaching, I think, say to them, just all you have to worry about is what on your mat for the next hour. Yeah, that's what I said too. Not before, not mm-hmm. after. I usually say this. Easier I said, said keep your. T- why don't you take your to-do list yeah. and take it outside the mat? <laughs> Maybe it needs yeah. to go even outside the door. Yeah. 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 Well, um, yeah, she talks about quite a bit in this chapter, such as what type of sensory stimuli allows your soul to breathe and enter the rest of God. I actually, uh, I'll just touch on this briefly, but we are actually viewing a lake right now that we often do our little working 
retreats at, mm-hmm. <laughs> day retreats. I'm looking at the, the water and literally that is my number one sensory stimuli. As far as like when I see water, when I'm on the water particularly, I'm immediately feeling the rest of God. It's just pure, like, me and God were right there on the water. That's my place. Yeah, same. So some smells also, but that's mostly, it's just touch and viewing and Mm -hmm. being on the water. Being on the water, yeah. Yeah. Seeing it and hearing it can do that for me too. Um, This question I thought was really great as we move into other things. Um, I'm asking this of myself, and I wonder if you'd want to ask this of yourself too, friends. What distracts you from the divine presence and prevents you from fully appreciating the revelation of God in this very, in this never to be repeated moment? Hmm. Yeah, that is a good question. Something to think about. Hmm. So also in this chapter, the, you know, as she does and wonderfully in each chapter, there's practices. And the one she mentions in this one Mm -hmm. is, uh, circle prayers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, how about you? I don't know. Not totally familiar with this before reading it. I, I think mm-hmm. I've heard people talk about it, but I hadn't engaged in it. So I was excited to try something new on. Yeah. As, as we tend to be. Right, sure. right. And um, so friends, we thought, you know what, Michelle and I, since we're, this is something we're trying on, we will put in the show notes and mm-hmm. we'll do some posts on social media about Circle Prayer, about how it is going for us yeah. and some directions about how to do that. Yeah. So it's, it's pretty new to both of us. I mean, who knows one time we might just lead you all through it in a special Mm -hmm. episode, but for now we're still playing with it and it comes from the Celtic Christianity stream, loving it. Yeah. Loving what it could be. I just need to practice it. So should we move on to gratitude? Let's talk about gratitude. Yeah. So gratitude chapter is next. That's chapter 10, right? Mm Mm-hmm gratitude, cultivate gratitude. It's one of those practices where I feel like I take it for granted. And, and actually she says in here that we take so many things for granted and we don't cultivate our gratitude. And so this chapter was, I didn't expect much from it, put it that way, because Mm -hmm. I know everything about gratitude. I know Mm -hmm. there's gratitude journals and, but I love what one of my book buddies, Kiyomi, who you've heard from said about gratitude. Mm -hmm. There are zero ways to do it wrong. (laughs) And so if you're tripping up over like, well, I can't keep a gratitude journal or I can't keep my momentum with my gratitude practice, whatever that looks like, whether it be journaling or however it looks, um, she's like, you know, you just do it. There's zero ways to do it wrong. Be grateful. (laughs) Yeah. I love, yeah, I love that too. Cause I think it's a wonderful idea. And she mentions writing down three things every day or reflecting on it once a week. Mm -hmm. Um, but what if that just hasn't been a habit you've been able to build? Yeah. Well, maybe it's just being grateful. And we'll talk about some of those ways mm-hmm. that she brings that in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She, I was really um, struck by this one statement. Gratitude toward people energizes us more energizes us more than gratitude for things. Mm-hmm. Not that it's wrong to be grateful sure. for things, just to make that note. But it is true. If you think about being grateful for people and one of the things she has you do is kind of think through people that you are grateful for beyond like maybe the people you live with, you know, Mm -hmm. and people that are really in your inner circle. Maybe think outside of that. I, it just popped into my mind for thinking about our community garden manager and how she, you know, 
deals with her, with us, <laughs> as in our gripes and all of that. And, Not and getting she, paid for it. Yeah, just a volunteer position that she does so beautifully. I'm like, she probably never gets thanked. I'm a, and she does suggest in the book, write a thank you note. So I wrote a little thank you note. And right. I feel like that's another tangible way to practice gratitude. There's so many. Yeah, yeah. beautiful. Uh, my reading of this chapter... There were some things that stood out to me of the why, maybe not as much of the how, Mm -hmm. though I think that's great too because I like the application. But um, things that struck to my heart were um, where she said, gratitude changes entitlement into appreciation. Mm -hmm. I was like, (laughs) just sit with that. Yeah. (laughs) That was really good. Another powerful Uh Mm one-liner. And then the other thing was she talked about a friend and her way of practicing gratitude was what they called joy spots, mm-hmm. where they would notice what makes them smile through the day, and they would name that thankfulness, and that, that they watched that grow. She said that they grew in expectation to, look, to find those. But this was what stood out even more to me, um, where one of those shots to my heart was the, she, her friend deciding to um, every time she asked God for something or prayed for someone or expressed a fear, she would force herself to actually stop and be present to God in that moment. And then she named something related to her request that she was truly grateful for. Mm-hmm. And I love that. That's, that's to me, does embody Philippians 4, 6. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by mm-hmm. prayer and petition with thanksgiving present your requests to God and like bringing it back full circle to God. Yeah. Yeah. That you literally connect the request with your gratitude. Mm -hmm. Um, that to me with the why actually addresses how for me too. Yeah. I'm going to have to try that. I I think for me, probably that's even more than making a list. I think that that's a really good practice for me to try Mm -hmm. on. Yeah. I uh, also love the joy spots and just like a different lens uh, to look through things through the gratitude in general. I, we started a practice with at our dinner table of just naming something we're grateful for, which seems so simple, but actually I have a really hard time with it. Like I'm always like coming up last minute with really lame things that, but remember (laughs) zero ways to do it wrong. Zero ways to do it wrong. Anyway, I am practicing my gratitude. It is a practice. And I, what I appreciate about it though, is we're able to name it to each other at the dinner table and say it out loud. I think that's pretty powerful because some people do gratitude jars and you put something in and then you can pull something out. There's many ways you can Google it and you'll find tons of ways. Well, I had my kids there for a while. It was actually the beginning of COVID when things were like Mm, so challenging. We put butcher paper up and I wrote at the top what am I grateful for yes I remember that and they they wrote in and it was really wonderful to see mm-hmm. uh, it was really helped our um, morale mm-hmm. um, so I'm actually really inspired by your dinner time mm-hmm. that would be a great thing to do with my kids I'd love to do that yeah, yeah so gratitude really does help you to reframe she mm-hmm. says um Grateful people reframe whatever happens to them. They don't focus on what they're lacking. They make sure they see the good in what mm-hmm. they have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she also ties it to um, the root word is, I think it's Eucharistos, tied to the 
Eucharist or communion, which is so interesting to me. Also, sometimes communion is called the great Thanksgiving. Yeah. (laughs) I love that concept. So Mm -hmm. that was like all new information to me, but it's very appreciative of that. Yeah. Yeah, I I love just the arc of this um, whole chapter that also connects with the last chapter and really the whole book is mm-hmm. just being present to God's presence, no noticing and that you take the, the next step would be to be thankful yeah to notice and be thankful right. so whether that's what you're looking at like us sitting here yeah. looking at the at each other I'm so <laughs> thankful for Michelle and being together yeah. here and what we're doing looking out the window and seeing mm-hmm. this beautiful lake on a sunny day and yeah, just taking that noticing one step further, not taking yeah. things for granted. Yes. Not um, allowing myself to feel entitled Another to those things. To be aware and intentional. Yeah, for sure. Well, I'll close with another one of Christine's poems. This one is at the beginning of nine about resting in the moment. It's one of my, actually my favorites in the book. Let us sit in this moment of God's creating, rest in its uniqueness, savor its potential. It is pregnant with new possibilities waiting to be born. God's secrets not yet heard. God's dreams not yet seen. God's visions not yet realized. Let us sit and look and listen. Breathe in the fragrance of its unfolding. Stand in awe at its beauty. Rejoice in its complex patterns. Let us sit and imagine new ideas waiting for creative expression and join God in the creating. Thanks, Lexi. Thanks, Michelle. Bye, Bye, friends. We hope you enjoyed this episode. You can find us on your favorite social media platform. Subscribe to listen in next time. And don't forget to take a deep breath.